This is the answer you've all been waiting for. Believe it or not, we've determined when Bitcoin is going to bottom out. Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. The Bean Pod is presented by Dowmaker, the top crypto launchpad in the industry. Dowmaker allows people to participate in top crypto projects before they launch and generate some of the best returns you can find anywhere. They also provide growth solutions for crypto projects that are looking for funding and assistance with marketing. With their revolutionary new public strongholder offerings, everyone can get early access to top crypto projects regardless of their net worth. Dowmaker is rapidly disrupting the venture capital industry. If you're interested, head over to dowmaker.com to learn more. This episode of the Beam Pod is sponsored by KyberSwap. KyberSwap is a DEX and DEX aggregator which is built to facilitate all your DeFi needs in one single platform. Fast, cheap, and safe. User experience is KyberSwap's sole focus to make everyone's life better in DeFi. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we are going to reveal when and at what price Bitcoin will bottom. Believe it or not, there's a number of factors that we've looked at. And based off of historical data and what's to come, I think we can kind of pick exactly when Bitcoin is going to bottom out. Right. So we've looked at current macroeconomic factors. We've looked at the past bull run, the past bear run capitulations. We've kind of taken all of this research we've done together and put it into one nifty little episode that's going to tell you how long it's going to take for Bitcoin to bottom and around what price. So, you know, if you're into crypto, if you're into Bitcoin, you got to watch this episode. And smash the subscribe and like button. It really helps us out a lot if you like the content. For sure. So where we're sitting right now, Bitcoin has come down from 69K to around 2930K. Everyone on Twitter, everyone on YouTube, everyone on TikTok wants to know when the bottom is, right? Are altcoins going to continue their capitulation? One thing that I'm looking at, and I think is one of the first things I want to talk about, is what's going on in the world. Mm. Because at the end of the day, Bitcoin follows the stock market. It's basically trading as a leveraged, highly leveraged tech stock at the moment. So if you're looking for when the reversal is going to be, don't necessarily look at Bitcoin itself or altcoins. You should be looking at the stock market. And, you know, we have to look at inflation, this incoming recession, regulation on crypto and stock. There's a supply food crisis. There's a lot of macroeconomic factors that we need to discuss, right? Yeah. So we have inflation that's out of control right now. So what do we have? We have the Fed is increasing interest rates. They're doing quantitative tightening. They're sucking money out of the market at the moment. Historically, the Fed has done a number of bailouts. You know, you look at the 2008 financial cra- uh, crash. Yep. They pumped the money, a ton of money into the markets to, to save it. They did it again when, the COVID, when COVID hit. They pumped another like two to five trillion dollars into the markets again and that is when bitcoin went from six thousand dollars somewhere around april i believe the first stimulus check checks came out april 12th or so 2020 bitcoin went from like 6k all the way up to 69k on that parabolic run over the year and a half right now there's no money going into the economy there's sorry there's no money going into the markets those stimulus checks and that's what's created this this bubble those stimulus checks were designed to 
be used to develop businesses, to go out and spend on businesses. What, what did people do? They pull their money into the markets. Yep. We had all these inflated assets now. And that's why it's all coming back down. Oh, yeah. Big time. So you have, instead of, as you said, money going into the markets, which is inflating stocks, crypto, everything. Now you're having the Fed take the money back. So, of course, we've seen this massive pullback and now starting to see that capitulation, right? So what we're looking for now to determine where the bottom for Bitcoin is, is where's the bottom of the stock market? And that depends on a few main factors. Inflation numbers are key. So we've seen last month, a lot of people were foreshadowing that maybe inflation has peaked, right? And we looked at the CPI numbers, it hadn't peaked yet. And we saw continued capitulation after that number came out, right? That was the kind of the last straw that broke the monkey's back to bring it all down, the stock market, Bitcoin to where we are now. So moving forward, you need to be watching that CPI data. And there's a couple, it comes out once or twice a month, right? Yeah, so that, um, that data just come out, comes, comes out once, once a month, I believe. So you have the CPE and then you have the CPI. Um, what you need to look at is, and this is what everybody's watching, and it's kind of terrifying in a way that we're relying on analysts to watch how Jerome Powell talks. It's like, oh, he sounds hawkish. He said, get fucked. Yeah. That's so subjective. And I hate the, it's like Wall Street is so afraid of their own shadow. It, it's ridiculous. And all these investors. But what we, what we need to look at is we need to look at when is inflation peaked and when is that going to start coming down? Because then what we're doing is we're eliminating uncertainty and we're eliminating fear. Once we can see that inflation start to come back down, we're going to be in a much better spot. So there's a couple more meetings coming up. It's the FOMC meetings where Jerome Powell you know, discusses what they're going to do. The Fed discusses if they're going to hike interest rates again. What you don't want is an unexpected rate increase where he goes, oh, we're going to do 70, 75 basis points. Right now, he's put on the table, we're doing 50 basis points over the next two meetings. So that's going to be again in June and again in July. They don't have a meeting in August. And then they've talked about potentially pausing in September. Right. So that's positive. So the very first indicator I'm looking for is, and what leads me to a, a relief rally, not necessarily the bottom, of Bitcoin is that tail end of September, maybe like September timeframe, because we might see inflation starting to peak and then we'll have a better idea of what they're going to be doing with interest rates. Yeah. So inflation and interest rates is the first thing you need to be watching to find where that bottom is. Another thing you need to be watching from, you know, economic indicators is employment and layoffs, because from what I'm hearing inside the tech industry is that mass layoffs are coming because think about it. Companies are not making nearly as much money as they were over the past many, many years. Their advertising budgets are down. Consumer spending is down. It creates this spiral effect. So now, you know, if tech companies are laying off 30% of their staff, now you have mass unemployment and people that can't afford goods. And it's this death spiral of the economy mm. that's been propped up for so long by all this fake liquidity. So I think another thing you need to be work looking at is employment and, and wages and layoffs. Because if that starts to tip over, that we could really see that bleeds into the housing market. It bleeds into all this other stuff that could really bring us to the bottom. So whether, whether inflation, is in, inflation is a very important thing to look at, it's not the only indicator we need to be looking at. If you're an investor, it doesn't matter if you're only in crypto or only in stocks, you need to be watching these meetings or at least read the reports because they have a huge impact on when the bottom is. And again, that comes down to how liquid or illiquid the market is. 
when you're getting pinched by inflation, you're getting pinched by interest rates. So you're getting, let's say your mortgage is increasing, price of food is increasing, your gasoline to get to work, but now there is no work. Where's the money going to come from to pour into the markets? And why, why is Bitcoin, why is crypto going down right now? Why is the stock market going down? People need money right now. There's so much uncertainty and there's a lot of payments to be made in your everyday life. And I don't think people saw that this was coming, the average retail investor. For sure. And there are some other macroeconomic factors I want to quickly touch on. And I know we said we're going to get to where we think the bottom is and, and we will. Somewhere in this episode, we're going to tell you exactly where we think the bottom is and where the best time is to pounce. But you need to understand where it all comes from. That's why we're going through all this stuff. Painting so, a big picture for exactly. you. Exactly. So the other things I have my eye on are the supply crisis and the food crisis. I've seen a lot of warnings coming from the entire world about shortages everywhere. Countries are now stopping exporting the food that they're making because they're like, we have to look after our population first. India, China, Europe, North America. It's happening everywhere. So the food crisis, which could be really peaking in 2023, could be another huge factor in when the stock market will reverse. Because again, if people can't afford food and there is no food, they're not buying stocks. They're selling stocks, right? Mm -hmm. And that has a huge effect on Bitcoin as well. And the other thing that I think a lot of people have forgot about is the ongoing war in Europe. You know, there is still a war between Russia and Ukraine and you don't know what's going to happen. I feel like you kind of forgot about that now because the market has capitulated and there's other things going on and people have tiny attention spans, but it's a <laughs> yeah. wild card there that you shouldn't, you have, you have to keep it in the back of your mind, right? What if something happens there? Then that's another boom down. Yeah. Next thing you know, Putin's sending out nukes, right? And you know, that kind of tie, there's such, Russia and Ukraine are such exporters of so many different resources that the world re relies on. You know, one of them being natural gas and natural gas is used for just about everything. Uh, not everything, but it's used for a lot of different aspects in our lives. And that also controls, you know, our heating. Uh, it controls fertilizer for the food crisis. So that's another huge factor that we got to keep an eye on. Yeah, there's a lot of macroeconomic factors that I think are going to take at least a year to fully play out and fully the world to really understand the, the amount of devastation economically that c countries are in right now, right? So whereas you said, and I, I do agree that we're going to see a relief rally sometime over the next, I don't know, six months. But the bottom may be further out because all of these indicators, the food crisis, inflation, mass layoffs, this, this death spiral of, of negative economic news, it's not going to end with a, a positive inflation reading next month. Yeah, it's, This is months and months and months, if not over a year of negative economic downturns that we're going to see, which will negatively impact the market. And even if the short-term bottom might be in a month, the long-term bottom is not is not going to be that quick right and it's you know maybe this is good because there has been a lot of problems with employment and maybe you know if people can't just be flipping these jpegs these nft jpegs and just relying on crypto they'll ha actually have to go back to work yeah whenever these kinks kind of iron themselves out so this it's a great reset if you will yeah for sure now if, you, if we can move on from macroeconomic factors we can look at potential modeling, you know, technical analysis, what's happened with Bitcoin in the, the past that can maybe give us some clues about how it's going to act maybe in the short and, and midterm, maybe not in the long, long term, but all of the different areas, right? So the first one I want to talk about is, and I posted about this on Twitter and on uh, TikTok a few times, the Wyckoff distribution model. It's been very accurate over the last year or so. 
basically it's a distribution model showing how market movers and manipulators move the price of assets around to, to enforce max pain on retail investors, right? They're distributing slash selling an asset at the best prices over a period of time. And you have to remember that the market is made so that they extract the most amount of money from the mar- retail investors and noobs to themselves. That's exactly the point of the market. So they're always going to win and they play on people's emotions. And the way these charts work is how to inflict the most pain. And if you put the price of Bitcoin over the past year on a chart and you put the Wyckoff distribution model over it, it's been very accurate. After the, the first top, which was like April, May of last year, there was that, you know, there was the top and then it went down and there was accumulation of longs by the market makers. It went up, another accumulation of longs. Then we saw the top in October. And when it's topping out in, in November, rather, that's when they're accumulating shorts. So it's like gradual up and then at the top, the market manipulators switch to short and then everyone becomes a bag holder, right? Because the retailers said, oh, it's going to 100K, it's going to 200K. <laughs> and then boom, yeah. they bring the house down and then everyone's saying buy the dip, but the market movers are accumulating more shorts and all the retail investors are aping in because they think, oh, this is the final dip. And then boom, they bring it down again. And that's brought us to where we are now. So based on that model, which has been very accurate, we're now in a local bottom an accumulation zone of longs, which kind of lines up with what you were saying before is we may see a short-term relief rally because we've kind of now completed the Whitecroft distribution cycle. We could be moving into maybe a short-term uptrend. Yeah, I had a look at that um, Wyckoff distribution chart and by the looks of it, it's like the tail end of July into August. So we're starting to get a, a, a bit of a picture of to when the relief rally would be. Uh, between the Fed meetings with the pause in September and no meeting in August with the Wyckoff distribution in July slash August. So we're saying short to midterm, there's an accumulation phase going on right now. It could go a little bit lower, I think maybe, you know, maybe back down to the mid low 20s. But relief rally, I think is probably in the cards for late summer, fall. Well, that's why I'll jump into this next point. And that this is another technical analysis aspect of things. It's a really interesting chart. I have posted this on Twitter as well. And it's a 200 week moving average. Uh, and Bitcoin historically bottoms out around the 200 week moving average. It's a really neat chart. I mean, this is all the way back from 2009 when Bitcoin first came out up until now. And every time that this, the price of Bitcoin touches the, or dips just below, that that has always been the bottom. So now the 200 200 week moving average is a moving average. It's not just this is the number and this is where it stays. Right. The longer it's above 21 uh, Bitcoins. So right now the number for that 200 week moving average is at 21,900. The longer Bitcoin is above this number, that moving average will move up to like 22,000, 22,100. But if it ever goes below that number, it will bring that number down as well. But here's what happens. It has dipped below this number, this weekly moving average before, but it's it's almost like instant. It's over a couple of days and it spikes back up. So in 2015, it stayed along the 2200-week uh, moving average from April until November. So it doesn't just bounce off of it and goes right back up. Like, it will stay along that average. Right. In 2019, it stayed there from January till April. So we're looking at, like, approximately, you know, 
two to four months long in duration where this number stays on that bottom. So again, if you look at it where where Bitcoin is at now at around 28,000, it's approximately two to four months off from touching that if you look at it historically. Right. It's about two to four months off from touching the 200-week moving average, which again puts it at the July-August timeframe. Right. So now we have the two technical indicators with the 200-week moving average, the Wyckoff distribution. In addition to the Fed meetings, we're looking a little bit more to that relief rally in August, September timeframe. Yeah, I definitely think so. And I think you should definitely be keeping your eye on that $22,000 mark, $21,000, to $22,000 for Bitcoin could be the local bottom in, in, in the 20, 2022 section, right? Like there could be another bottom coming in 2023. Yep. But a lot of signs are pointing towards a potential bottom around 21, 22K. So keep your eye on that one. But that moves us to kind of the long-term outlook that I know you always talk about on Twitter, the Bitcoin halving cycle, mm. right? It's the one thing that is based in the tokenomics of Bitcoin, which has always predicted when the bull markets and bear markets start and end. So what's that telling us right now? So, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're looking at from a long-term, one more, one more thing to, to tap on before we move to that long-term one is there's also, also the Ethereum merge right. in August, which yep. could be really uh, a huge catalyst as well because if they can successfully pull that off and move to proof of stake, that will bring in a lot of institutions to that blockchain and could drive that price up. And Ethereum could end up being a bit of a driver in price for the whole crypto industry. Something I, else to watch. I bet it won't happen in August, but yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's, something to, it's something to keep an eye on. It's something to keep in mind on, but uh, do you really think it's going to happen in August? <laughs> he already said in his last interview, he's like, you know, there I could know, always be pushbacks. I, it could happen in October. It could happen in November. It'll be 2023. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Definitely keep an eye on bullish catalysts. There's Ethereum 2.0 merge. We've seen a lot of Bitfinex OG whales that they're longing Bitcoin like they've never had before. So yeah. there's a lot of signs right now that there could be things perking up a little bit. But then going back to the long, long-term thing, the yeah, Bitcoin halving yeah. cycle, right? Yeah. So we can look at the Bitcoin halving cycle. I mean, the way the way this the way this works is it's not a time frame. It's in terms of dates. Like it typically works out to I think every four years or so. But it's the number of blocks. And so basically the way this is thought out is the reward is halved. So it halves the inflation. It lowers the available supply, but there's still higher demand, which ultimately drives higher price. The minor incentives still remains the same, regardless of smaller rewards. So the, the value of Bitcoin is increased during the process. What typically happens is we see Bitcoin, when the halving occurs, we see it insane spike and then it comes down a little bit and it, it and, it, and, it, and it, it does like this dip for you know something like six eight nine months or so and then it'll have a really small uptick prior to the next halving and then it rockets again and the stats are pretty freaking crazy so it, it runs into the halving slightly and then so goes parabolic after that's the right halving, it goes right? yeah but then it after the parabolic run it comes down exactly what we're seeing now right um, so I'll just try to read this out because it's really confusing. Uh, in the past, these Bitcoin halvings have correlated with massive surges in Bitcoin's price. The first halving, which occurred on November 28, 2012, saw an increase from $12 to $1,217 on November 8, 2013. So a year later, 
The second Bitcoin halving occurred on July 9th, 2016. The price at the halving was $647. So you'll notice that the price retraced from the 1200 to back down to 600. And then by December 17th, 2017, Bitcoin's price had soared to 19,000. 600 wow. to 19,000. The price then fell over the course of a year from this peak back down to 3,726. Uh, so then the most recent halving occurred on May 11th, 2020. On that date, Bitcoin's price was 8,000. On April 14th, 2021, a Bitcoin's price soared to 64,000. Look at these insane freaking gains. Yep. But then you'll notice at each time how much it actually comes back. So you see like this little bit of a run leading up to the Bitcoin halving. You see a parabolic spike and then a massive drawdown. So each time you'll notice that it gets less extreme, right? Mm -hmm. No one from a cent to, a, you know, 500, whatever. Now we've seen it, it went from, you said 8,000 to 65 or 69,000, whenever the top, whenever you think the top was. That's right. You know, and then now it'll come down to maybe, you know, 20 something or maybe even 18, 15. It's, you know, it, the, the gains every bull market are less extreme because it's, it's becoming a more mature asset. So will it go down to, you know, 10, 12,000 again from here? We didn't see the same increase as we did the first few bull runs either, right? Like there was, you know, thousands and thousands of percent of gains the first bull run and then went to hundreds and hundreds, right? So it's, it's becoming less extreme as an asset matures, which you would expect. But an interesting thing that we should touch upon when comparing the halving cycle with the current bull market, which just happened, was maybe the top was not at the price point top in, Nove in November, right? At 69K. When you look at the on-chain data, the top looks to be suggested as what you just said in April, May, because after the prices came down from 65 and all the altcoins came down there, there were no retail investors anymore, right? It was just institutional buying. So if you're looking to time that next halving cycle from the top of the current bull run cycle, maybe start from April, 2021, as opposed to November. Right. So that's something that's definitely something that I've been looking at. Yeah, for sure. So maybe we've already been in a bear market for five months, right? <laughs> yeah, or, I mean, well, more than that. We've definitely been in a, a year, per a period of a bear. Maybe market it's been sure. a year. Yeah, because so. we were in Bitcoin Miami. Uh, was it D Dylan Leclerc was saying that there hadn't been any, any new buyers, new uh, people entering the market since May of what 2020? 2021. 2021? 2021. Yeah, yeah. That was when Bitcoin was at 65k. That's right. So maybe maybe we've been in a bear market now for a year. Right. And we just don't realize that now we are finally coming to that bottom. So there's a lot of data there to process, right? So the next Bitcoin halving event is looking like it's going to be somewhere in early 2024. So because you can't predict the exact time, it, it's scheduled between January and May of 2024. Right. So you can expect a small run up late, mid 2023, and then an actual like skyrocketing from 2024 right early 2024 so we're a ways off then from the next from the really next, bullish catalyst yeah from the next bullish catalyst we i think we see a short-term relief rally end of the summer you know early fall and then we see that huge massive run closer to the next bitcoin having right early 2024 so you know a lot of people hearing you say that they're going to get you know really pessimistic really bearish on crypto and bitcoin as a whole because oh now we have to wait you know another year and a half for things to happen but this bear market that we're in now is unlike any other bear market we've seen for before. sure thinking about the institutional adoption the amount of projects that are building you know we're still going to see trending sectors there's nfts there's so much more going on now than there ever has been historically in crypto 
So we're not going to see this crypto winter where, you know, no one's talking about crypto mm-hmm. and no projects are being built. The good thing about what's happening right now, it's going to wipe out that 95 to 99% of those absolutely trash garbage projects that we don't need in crypto. Fuck no. Right? So that's a positive. Because what, there's like 20,000 tokens or something? I'm yeah, like, we don't fucked. need that. Yeah. No. But what we're going to see is the cream of the crop continue to build the institutions, governments, corporations investing into these really top quality projects more so than we've ever seen before. So now is not the time to leave crypto. Now is the time to find those gems, which is why you watch this show and why you're in our Discord. Get to those top projects and wait for those generational buying opportunities, right? Because you can start to see those, you know, like one one project we're super bullish on is Hedera Hashgraph, for example. They're not going to go bankrupt because they have Google and Boeing and IBM and all these other uh, projects or companies surrounding them, right? So they're trading at like eight cents or something right now. If they go up to 50 cents, it's like you're looking at the gains yeah. that you can see from these companies. So there's some f- really good projects out there right now. There's a lot of good like play to earn projects that are still building right now. They, they've been incubated by, you know, a company like Dowmaker. They have a ton of funds behind them. They can survive this crypto bear market. Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, there's some generational wealth opportunities during this period of time. Yeah, for sure. So let's go back to the start of the episode. When is the Bitcoin bottom and what is the price going to be? So I think judging by the on-chain data, the macroeconomic factors, everything we've discussed today, the, the bullish catalyst in the short and midterm, you also have to think about regulation, right? So that's, yeah, regulation. That We didn't mention that yet in this episode. Yeah. Bitcoin Miami, Kevin O'Leary, he said there's billions of dollars waiting on the sidelines right now to enter the market. I think he said trillions. What did you say? Tr- I think it was trillions. <laughs> that's yeah. that's yeah. fucking. Yeah. I was afraid to say trillions because that seems like so much. It was trillions. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if it is trillions, that's insane what it could do to some of the prices of some of these projects like a Quant or a Hedera or, you know. Look at what just happened with Terra Luna. If that doesn't convince you we need regulation, I don't know what will. We have always been proponents that regulation is needed. Yeah. Good for the sector. You know, everyone, you know, you always see in our comments like, fuck regulation. They're going to ruin it. Crypto is for the people, not for the governments. No, you don't understand. (laughs) In order to get those trillions of dollars from governments and corporations into the market, it has to be regulated. You can't have the threat of one of the top 10 projects in crypto literally going down 99.9%. But yeah, uh, rug pulling grayscale or some shit. Yeah. They're not going to put money in unless there's a regulation. So that regulation, and another, another thing we learned from Bitcoin Miami and if you've watched our crypto regulation episode from a while ago, you'd know this. It's not going to happen overnight. As we know, regulators and governments are slow. So you're going to have to be patient. And that's why I think, and I think we agree, in the near term, we are going to see a relief rally that might take us up to the 40s, maybe even 50K if we're lucky. <laughs> but eventually, I think we are going to see the massive capitulation when we take all those macroeconomic factors that we talked about mass layoffs, food shortage, food crisis, all that kind of stuff. A real recession sets in on the world. Do we think the bottom is in 2023? I think I think so. And I'm looking at, you know, that 200, 200 week movie average. Um, yeah, I can see us wicking down to 20, like, sorry, 19,000. I can see a quick wick to that. And then, you know, I, that's what I'm seeing. Yeah, I think I agree. And the one thing that you have to understand as a crypto investor is that this time around in this bear market, it's not going to be like the COVID crash where it was a V-shaped recovery because they, 
they pumped money into the market, which meant it was impossible to catch that bottom. What we've seen from bear markets in the past is that you will have several months to catch that bottom. So don't panic and, and be, oh no, I need to catch that bottom. I need to go all in on the first dip. Don't go all in on the first dip. When you see the market continue to come down, if it does from here, or even at this moment, you can start dollar cost averaging into those projects like we talked about, like we talk about all the time, our favorite altcoins. Dollar cost average into your favorite projects. When the market's down, you're going to have months and months and months to prepare, get that money from fiat into those crypto projects and prepare for the next bull run. It's not going to happen overnight. You have to have patience. But if you look at all those factors, the bottom might not be in yet. The, the opportunities to buy those projects at great at great prices is coming. It's unbelievable. You look at some of these charts and you you can still, like we've done a deep dive into uh, Polygon, for example. You know, you look at where that that's trading right now and you're just like, holy shit, like what a discount. Yeah. You know, like how exciting will this be when Bitcoin ultimately leads the charge again and sends it to the moon? 100%. You know, and lifts all the other projects with it. It's going to be exciting. You know, we're, we're here... We're here for the long haul. So mm. if you know you want to do research into crypto, you want to find out about what the very best projects to, to dollar cost average during a bear market, you need to subscribe to this channel. You need to join the Discord, follow us on social media because we are going to be continuing to deep dive into every single large, top, mid, small cap project and finding the definitive list of the best bear market buys in crypto, right? That's right, absolutely. Hey, you know what I thought about too, just before we sign off here, is if the Fed has fucked things up so bad and they they potentially send us into this recession, typically the stock market rips after a bailout. Right. So I'm wondering if they send so many companies into fucking, into zero land. Bailout? A potential bailout at some point. Keep your eyes out on... That's a wild card for it's sure. It's a huge wild card. Yeah. But if there's any rumblings of that. Oh yeah. Boom. To the boom, moon, baby. To the moon. Literally to the moon. I love it. Hey, make sure you guys all tune into the next episode. That one's going to be a fucking banger. views expressed by speakers on the bean pod are solely their opinions you should not treat any opinion expressed on the bean pod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy but only as an expression of their opinion this podcast is for informational purposes only